How do you know that ghosts have tongues? I mean, because they do. They don't have other organs. How do you know? How do you know this? A ghost doesn't have a beating heart and lungs, and if they're not functioning, they wouldn't just chill there. But the tongue you can see. Have you ever seen a ghost tongue? No, but have you? No, that's why I'm asking if they have tongues. (laughs) Please let them know this is a heated debate and you need people to weigh in. (laughs) Google, do ghosts have tongues? (laughs) No, I don't want to know 11 gifts of the Holy Spirits and speaking in tongues. Hello and welcome. We are the ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. Hello, I'm Tiffany. Hello, I'm Rebecca. Gracias for joining us each week as we discuss the (laughs) The history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Like my mood swings tonight. (laughs) (laughs) They've been fun. They've been something. I've enjoyed them. I don't know what that says about me, but They've been great. That you've been my best friend for long enough just to like let it slide. Uh Uh-huh. Let it slide. Let it slide. Let it slide. See, I'm just assuming like you're laughing now, so it's fine. Later. I'm good now. Earlier I was just in a piss poor mood, but I'm good now. I just needed my chaos. Well, do you want to hear a fun story that'll make you feel even better? Dive on in. Always. Dive right on in. All right. Sarah Lockwood Party. Does anybody know the name? That's her maiden name, right? Shh. (laughs) Sarah Lockwood Pardee was born in New Haven, Connecticut in 1839. She was born to an upper middle class family. Her father was a craftsman who moved up the social ladder by selling ambulances to the Union Army during the Civil War. She was known as the Belle of New Haven. At four foot ten and 90 pounds, this beauty loved to read, played piano, and was fluent in four languages. Four foot nine four foot ten ten was she a doll i mean she was the belle of new haven oh well ain't you a doll mm-hmm. i'm going southern again that's fine uh, i tried to find out what four languages and it's probably like english french it, it, italian, italian. italian. No, I'm, I'm sitting there <laughs> what's when was this 1839 so it'd be like english, the cla- french italian spanish maybe pa- maybe I'm trying to remember. I don't know in New Hampshire. I'm Spanish trying to remember what the classic languages were at the time. Latin. You guys have covered them all because <laughs> all I the found, languages. I found five that people said she spoke. Oh, so <laughs> Latin, French, Spanish, English, and Italian. Italian. <laughs> she was admitted to Yale's only female scholastic institution at the time, the Young Ladies Collegiate Institute of Yale. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. She advanced in math and science, and although her future husband went to Yale, they ended up meeting at church. Oh, ain't that sweet? Mm-hmm. Who was this man? Winchester. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't think of his first name. <laughs> Are we talking about the Winchester House? William Wirt Winchester, the heir to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Dun 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 dun. dun. Yes, we are. Okay. That's why you're sending me those gifs today. Yeah, I was sending your gifs of Dean and Sam Winchester, and she couldn't figure out what was I going on. I almost said Dean Winchester when you said who was this man. I'm like, that's not his first I name. Was, I was rolling with it. I'm like, I like this show. I'm Cassiel, but I like this show. Supernatural? Yes. yes. Still haven't seen it. It's a really? Good one. You would love it. 
Yeah, you said I'd love psych. You said I'd love all this other stuff. Mama ain't got time for that. I'm too busy watching YouTube series. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> a little bit about the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Oliver Winchester purchased the Volcanic Repeating Arms Company in 1857 and changed the name to Winchester. Uh, the Winchester Lever Action Repeating Rifle is known as the gun that won the West. It could fire... <laughs> Tumble- <laughs> Tumbleweed. <laughs> it could sh- fire one shot every three seconds. Wow. That's what it says here. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> They've synced up again. <laughs> it was used during the Civil War and by American settlers of the West. Buffalo Bill, Teddy Roosevelt, Billy the Kid, and Annie Oakley were advocates for the Winchester brand. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Yeah, well, I'm good, because I got my Winchester. Pow. Oh. Pow. Remember that Pow. question. Uh-oh. We're going to move on to the next section. And he is not okay. <laughs> so, William and Sarah. Let's talk about them. Sarah. 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 Okay, Sarah. Okay, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> William Wirt Winchester was one of three children born to Oliver and Jane Winchester. He and Sarah were married in 1862. And in 1866, they had a beautiful baby girl named Annie Pardee Winchester. Unfortunately, Annie was not okay and only lived to be six weeks old. Oh, no. Due to an infantile disease known as Marimus. Marismus? Marismus? Yeah. Marismus. Marismus. It's a severe form of malnutrition due to the body's inability to metabolize proteins. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. So she watched her daughter die a very grueling death. You're covering this Why? That's the only real mention to it. So, well, actually, there's... Anyway, um, so December 10th, 1980, Oliver Winchester, her father-in-law, died, leaving every... 1880. 1880. Did I say 1980? Yeah. Eh, Well, fuck it. It was like, Um, well, wait, what happened? (laughs) He died, leaving everything to his wife and two remaining children. The company was worth over $3 million at the time. Jeez. And his personal fortune was roughly $1.5 million. That's like all the monies now. Well, now, because I did lots of Googling. calculations. Did you convert acres to hectares again? Haas. How <laughs> many Haas? Right now, $3 million would be $75.3 million. And his $1.5 personal fortune would be $37.7 million. Yeah, He's- but now think about how much the Winchester right. Corporation is actually How much worth. is the company worth now? Do you think I looked that up <laughs> during my research? I did a lot of research, but I did not look that up. William was now the own Chester. <laughs> Once you win Chester, you own Chester. <laughs> William was now the owner of Winchester Repeating Arms Company. However, three months later, after his father's death, he succumbed to tuberculosis. Consumption. Consumption. Yes. Same thing that Satine died from in Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Um, this left Sarah with an inheritance of $20 million, which would be $502 million today, and nearly 50% of the Winchester Arms stock. Holy free holies. Whoa. She was making roughly $1,000 a day, which would be over $25,000 a day today. I'd be okay with I'm that. I married into the wrong family. Right? Uh, speaking I, I of, still have time. Her, <laughs> yes. Her husband... <laughs> looks way too much like one of our former co-workers oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah and it freaked me out every time i looked at we this. need to send that to him and ask be like any relation uh 
<laughs> are you due to some inherited? <laughs> I almost switched my topic to this coworker is a vampire. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, please don't do that. So she inherited 2,000 more shares of Winchester stock when Jane Winchester died in 1897. And although she was one of the wealthiest women alive, she was immeasurably brokenhearted. Aww. So I've told you a lot of facts. Moving <laughs> forward... I know, sorry. <laughs> what is strange? And I'm done. <laughs> Tiffany telling facts? No. So from here, there will be facts mentioned, but everything is kind of legend from here. It's all based on hearsay. So let's begin. Sarah was said to have visited a medium, Adam Coons, in Boston. And this wasn't too weird as spiritualism was reaching its peak, especially among socialites, which Miss Winchester was. He told her one of two things, depending on which legend you hear. One is that the medium was able to channel her husband, who told her to move out west, and she continued to communicate with her husband throughout her life. Or the more common one you hear is the medium told her she was cursed by the souls of those who died from a Winchester firearm. That's the one I've heard. This is why her daughter, husband, and father-in-law all passed away. It's a Winchester curse. The only way to avoid this herself was by building a resting place for all the souls. That has been interpreted, interpreted, is that the right word? Interpreted. Envelopes. (laughs) That has been enveloped two different ways. Um, There are two interpretations. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Maybe if I just read what I wrote. Um, There are two interpretations of this. Either you will die if construction stops, or if you keep building, you will live forever. Why would you want to live forever? I don't don't know, but... I mean, if you're so brokenhearted that everyone you've ever loved is gone, I'd be like, all right. Cool. Take me now. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) Help me, Jesus. All right. So what did she do? She kept building. And building. And building. In 1886, she moved from New Haven, Connecticut to San Jose, California, and bought an eight-room, two-story farmhouse situated on either 161 or 162 acres, depending on the source you read, which is roughly 25 haws. Yes, I calculated. (laughs) Oh, I didn't calculate haws in the Myrtle Plantation. I apologize. That's okay. Y'all are on your own on that one. Zero haws. Wait, 100 acres was how many haws? 161 was 25 haws. So she called her home Lanada Villa. Side note. We need to come up with a really cool name for my house because I forgot that people named their houses <laughs> and like that shit's really cool. So think on it. That's your homework assignment. And so began the tweet construction. <laughs> yes. Tweet at us. What should we name my house? Uh, so began construction. 24 hours a day, seven days a week for 38 years. Whoa. Um, but everywhere I read said 38 years. But if you look at their website, and like look at when she moved to San Jose and when she died it's only 36 years and mm. I only heard one person who like I was watching a video on um because she have started construction before that's actually what moving I was there. gonna say I'm pretty sure she purchased the house before she actually moved out there because I think she had to purchase her home and then like resolve everything at her current home before she actually moved out there so she may have had them start on construction before she actually moved is I think the story I've heard okay well I will look into that because I was really pissed off about that. No, I will. No, the amount of research I've done on this one, like I shocked myself. So I will look into that because it's going to piss me off that people have been lying to me. So (laughs) (laughs) construction. All over the internet. Yeah. The internet is never wrong. liars on the internet. What? (laughs) So construction never ceased from the time it began. 
The going rate for workers at the time was $1.50 per day, and she paid $3 per day. Whoa. Ooh. With the caveat that you followed her instructions or you left. Bye. Workers rarely left. Fair. That's fine. Pay me double. Let's right? do this. Uh, Sarah wanted only the best for her home. She had Tiffany glass, which it always makes me so happy to talk about. Um, <laughs> Tiffany glass, French wallpaper, Belgium crystals, West African mahogany, doorknobs made of copper, silver, and gold, and red wood was used throughout the hall. Not a fan of the mismatched doorknobs. No, oh, well, take copper, it up with Sarah. Copper, silver, and oh, I will. Uh, Redwood Miss was, Winchester. <laughs> Redwood was used throughout the house, which is termite resistant. Oh, oh, good mm-hmm. to know. If she found a material she liked in town, she would buy it all up so that no one else would have it. She was very specific in what she wanted, and it didn't take long for her to fire the architect and take over herself. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) It is said that she would get the plans for the house each night from the spirits of the house. Oh. Okay. Right? And for the story where it said she communicated with her husband continuously throughout her life, that's where some say it was her husband giving her the... I was about to say, like, what did... (laughs) well these seances where she got the designs took place in the designated seance room or the blue room uh this room is located in the center of the house on the second floor there's one entrance to this room but three exits wait what so sarah had the only key to go into the room and when you got in the room, there were three doors that led out to other parts of the house. But once you left the room, you couldn't get back in through that door. Like you could only go out through them. Um, seances weren't too uncommon at this time. So it doesn't shock me that this could have been a thing. Uh, Mary Todd Lincoln held seances in the White House after her son's death. And President Lincoln is even said to have attended a few. So again, mm. this is like the height of spiritualism. Right. So it's not uncommon. Since Sarah was getting these floor plans each night, they changed constantly. It is believed that Sarah was trying to confuse the spirits by requesting oddities like stairs that led to nowhere or windows on inner walls of the house. She would have rooms built, torn down, That's and built the window again. the little girl was looking through was about in to my ask. story. thought she was in the Winchester house and ah. she was like, bitch, there was a window here. Yes. What did you do? See, there you go. I told you our stories <laughs> sounded similar. Okay, so she would have rooms built, torn down, then built again, or rooms would be completely blocked off by wall panels. Additional wings were built mere inches from other wings of the house, and there's a bell tower in the yard that was eventually surrounded by the house and could only be accessed via an underground tunnel. Wait, the bell tower can only be accessed via an underground tunnel? Yeah, because the house is so close to it and surrounding it on all sides that That, you can't... That seems an inconvenient way to enter a bell tower. Have you heard anything about this house yet? No, I know. It <laughs> doesn't mean I'm not going to question things. Why are you raising your hand, Ashley? What's the difference between a wing and a hallway? There's not much. Like a wing is like if the house, if I were to build off a wing on this house, it would be like an addition to the house that went off the side. Like one of them has lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Took me way long to realize that was a science joke. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, because no. if they're coming off the second floor, they'd all have lifts. Right. Meanwhile, while y'all are discussing that, I'm like, I've had wine. What is the word for lifting up things? <laughs> Via flight. Anti-gravity. But no. <laughs> no, like if I were to. Because like in Beauty and the Beast, we're like, stay out of the West Wing. Like that's just a different hallway in the house, bitch. Pretty Calm much. down. Yeah, no, it is. Um, It just typically like in my mind juts off in a different direction. See, that's okay. what I was imagining. Like. 
traditionally now houses are kind of rectangular or square, whereas you'll have more like sprawling houses or used to have more sprawling houses. So it makes sense. You'd be like the east wing or the west wing or the southern end. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. So (laughs) there is a 7-Eleven staircase that goes. Wait, what? (laughs) Why are there slushies in the Winchester house? <laughs> I heard a 7-Eleven circus. I'm like, that sounds cool. Right? What did you just say? There's a 7-Eleven staircase. What does that mean? That goes down seven stairs, then up 11, and they start and end on the second floor. Okay. So the steps are smaller and or bigger. Yeah. Or you just kind of like dip down and go back up. Well, that's like that thing. Have I had to seen? go uphill both ways in the snow to my bedroom. <laughs> right? Have you seen that video going around where it's like you go up the stairs and then come around and you're at the bottom on the next set of stairs? Yeah. What? <laughs> I haven't. You haven't seen? Oh. Yeah. Don't trust your eyes, people. All right. I'll show it to you after we record. We'll share it on Twitter when this episode comes out. Carry on. Okay. There's also the switchback staircase, which is a winding staircase with 44 stairs. And I can't remember which source it was, but there was one that said 44 stairs would normally be three stories. But these stairs were two inches high and only rose nine feet. Why? It's like how I hold up that. Those are tiny. That's, that's like a centipede. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> centipede. I've had wine. <laughs> this is our second episode tonight. I can cover my throat penis in a different episode. <laughs> Not what I said. He said centipede. <laughs> two inches is like that. Ashley's broken. I'm going to power through, okay? Okay. You good? No. Yes, I'm very good, but I'm not good. (laughs) All right. So by 1906, the two-story farmhouse had been transformed into a seven-story mansion complete with an observation deck. Okay, when you have seven stories, which balcony isn't an an observation deck? So the seven stories, it looked like from the pictures, there's only one picture of the house with seven stories, and it's four stories and then at the front of the house it builds up into an observation deck to make seven stories so it's like an angled house i'll show you pictures okay um, i realize i'm asking like a tower right? yeah it has a tower i realize i'm asking way too many questions about the architecture of the winchester house but no, i mean that's fine but unfortunately april 18th 1906 an 8.1 to 8.4 richter scale earthquake shook lanata villa holy moly the oh. house Held up okay, considering the size of it and the um, way it was built. (laughs) The observation tower fell, and the house was lowered to four stories, but much of the fourth story was damaged, and I believe the mansion is now only three stories. Uh, The front portion of the house was badly damaged, and Sarah had it sealed off completely. When the earthquake hit, Sarah was in the daisy room and became trapped for hours. Oh, no. Due to the winding maze... That was her house at the time, and the fact that she slept in a different room of the house each night to confuse the spirits, it took quite some time for the servants to find her. She assumed that the destruction from the earthquake was a result of the spirits being mad at her. They, it is believed that she sealed off the damaged part of the house so that it can never be fully repaired, therefore the house would never be fully complete, and the spirits oh. would never have to worry about her finishing and leaving. From that moment on, the front door was never used again. Now... I say that, but I think now that she's gone, um, they've started using the front door. But as long as she was alive, <laughs> there's only rear access. <laughs> That's, and we lost Ashley again. No, no, I'm back. 
I tried to hold that one in. Drink, drink your wine, sweetie. <laughs> I'm good. Ooh, uh, all right. So let me tell you um, about some oddities of this beautiful home. There's oddities? You wouldn't believe it, but there about are. About this beautiful home? The home contains 160 rooms, but it is believed to have had between 500 and 600 rooms over the course of the construction. Holy moly. But remember, she'd have them built, then torn down, and then rebuilt. Jeez. So currently, they believe there are 160 rooms, 24,000 square feet, 10,000 windows, which is more than the Empire State Building. What? Right? Two th- some of them are just inside the house. Yeah. 2,000 doors, 52 skylights, many opening to the rooms above them. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. What is, this, what is the difference between a skylight and a trap door, like in that instance? A uh, trap door, I mean, the skylights, you can't, I mean, you could fall through, but... Also, could you imagine losing your phone in that house? Oh, my God, no. Also, if you ever go tour, don't wear a skirt. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you do, wear your nice underwear. (laughs) Right. Or if you're into that sort of thing, just dress for the occasion. Voyeurism is a subsection of most. I was about to say shave beforehand, but like whatever. We're not. We need to move on. Whatever you're into. Just be aware. Don't (laughs) be aware. (laughs) Don't yuck yums. Whatever. Let's go. So 47 (laughs) fireplaces, 40 bedrooms, 17 chimneys, and some that stop short of the ceiling. So it's not like you could use them. Sounds like a good way to get carbon monoxide. That has to be hella confusing for Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nope, nope, nope. Wrong one. Wrong chimney. Hold on. Scoot, scoot. Uh, 13 bathrooms, but only one shower. Which showers were pretty new and innovative at this time. Do they have baths? Yeah, there are baths. Okay. Not all the bathrooms have baths in them. But But there are multiple baths. Yes. So there's only one shower and um, that was new technology at the time. And ladies of that era wore their hair up high. So Sarah had a shower made specifically for her that the water hit from the neck down so that she didn't have to get her hair wet. And remember, she's 4'10". So if anybody else had used that. It was like at their belly button. (laughs) Probably not quite belly button, but yeah. But still, yeah. There were six kitchens, three elevators, two hydraulic and one electric, two basements, 467 doorways. Remember there were 2,000 doors? Only 467 doorways? Huh? Right? And my favorite fact, two mirrors. Just two? Just two. Just two. You You didn't want the ghost to have to... Walk past one and realize you couldn't see the reflection. That would just piss them off. That would just be rude. But like, you'd also think that'd be the best way to confuse them. Uh, Ghosts don't like being confused, apparently. Well, we'll talk about another thing ghosts don't like later. Um, So there are closet doors. Uh, This closet door that I'm about to tell you about is in the seance room. There's a closet door that leads to an eight foot drop to the kitchen sink below. (laughs) To the sink? Uh Uh-huh. Hell yeah. (laughs) Never had to take dishes downstairs again. Just open your closet and like, dink. (laughs) done plastic dishes for you (laughs) (laughs) i have the unbreakable ones that look like they're glass thank you there are cupboards with only one to two inches of space behind them cupboards that open up to entire rooms railing installed upside down stairs that lead to blank walls or ceilings stairwells and secret passages covered by wall paneling large doors that lead to small rooms and small rooms that lead to large rooms or small doors that lead to large rooms one solitary closet door that has access to 30 rooms. It's the only access to those 30 rooms is through that closet door. Um, another door that opens up to... But there are more doors than hallways. Or doorways. more doors than doorways. So they could have rooms with multiple doors. I am doors. so confused. This is an excellent plan. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. There's a door that's called the door to nowhere. And it op- it's on the second story and it opens up to the outside of the house and it's a straight drop. Oh, so like my porch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yours at least has somewhat of a railing around. It. That's because OSHA. Yeah. I call it a suicide door. <laughs> oh. Can't take this anymore. Well, like, I didn't uh, know how else to explain. Explain it to someone, and I just one day said it's a suicide door without realizing the connotations. Of it's that. a Winchester door. It's a Winchester door. That's what I'm going to start calling it. <laughs> There's a wide balcony that ends up narrowing down to mere inches. That uh, makes me uncomfortable. Oh, like Willy Wonka. This whole thing is very Alice in Wonderland, Willy Wonka to me. Mm-hmm. Remind me about Alice in Wonderland later. Okay. Okay. So, um, a bathroom door that's made entirely of glass. Doors and windows that open... Frosted glass? Nope. Oh. So like the modern type of... But the whole bathroom door, not the bath door. No, the bathroom door. Not the bath door. Not like a shower door. No, yeah. It's an actual door that leads to a toilet that is made of glass. I'm so confused. Also, that's kind of (laughs) gross. Did we not just have a 10-minute conversation about our poop? Not important. Doors and windows that open to solid walls... Rooms that can only be accessed through a window. That's where the 2,000 doors come from. Uh, rooms that can, or I already said rooms that can only be accessed through a window. Oh, and the entire house encompasses six acres. Which is how many hectares? Fuck me. That is not a unit of measurement. Point. Seven. <laughs> 2.43. <laughs> 2.43. Okay. So she furnished the house furnished the house with state of the art features. She had automated elevators, the first ones on the west coast. Or she was the first person to use wool as insulation. The plaster was made with horsehair for additional installation. Carve insulation? Insulation. Okay. You said installation. Insulation. Hey, well, you know, I like to keep you on your toes. Um, <laughs> carbide gas lights that had their own ga- gas manufacturing plant for the estate. Electric push buttons were installed. She was the first person in California to have a hot water heater. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. She was the first person to have inside cranks to open and close outside shutters. She devised drip pans that were installed under the windows and a zinc subflooring in the North Conservatory uh, so that when you watered the plants, the runoff would be captured for the plants below. She used a servant call system that she invented... Remember, she's bright. She went to Yale. Called the Annunciator. It was basically a drop card to show which room she was in at the time for her servants. Huh. Right? You kind of need that what, when you live in like, a labyrinth. <laughs> uh, ba- just hooked through the entire house and it basically said, like, I'm in the seance room. Well, like, the house or the rooms were assigned a number and, like, she would push a button and, like, the number one drop card would so down. like the bells in um downton abbey <clears throat> never seen it okay she also had these really cool things i didn't write this in here but i saw it in one of the videos that will be in my references but like she had tubing installed in there to where you could like talk into this little section on the wall and the servants could hear you down on the first floor even if you were like on the fourth floor or something what? it was really cool and then she also had her fireplaces like all there was a trap door underneath them and it all funneled down to the basement, so there was only one cleanup spot for the fireplaces. Okay, that's kind of clever. Yeah, she was really clever. And she had these, I have it in here somewhere. Uh, yes, she installed, um, for lack of a better term, I'm going to call them little caps. But these little things that she put in the corner of the stairs so that the maids didn't have a hard time getting dust out of the um, corners of the stairs. Because there were so many stairwells. So they were like rounded? Yeah, how cool is that? That's really thoughtful. Uh-huh. She was 
a very bright and nice person. I could live in this house. It sounds like fun. <laughs> the house had a floating foundation to prevent massive damage during earthquakes. As you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, her laundry room had built-in scrubbers, soap holders, and hot and cold running water, which was state-of-the-art at the time. The grand ballroom, this one was cool. The grand ballroom was constructed almost entirely without the use of nails, which was considering or considered hmm. an engineering feat at the time. But that's how they used to like assemble everything before. What was it like nails? The, what is it? The two tongue and groove? Tongue and groove, wood pegs, what have you. Well, it's pretty and it's gorgeous. And you see it and you're <laughs> like, there's no way in hell there, you didn't use nails here. So if you can imagine it, she was a very eccentric woman. Fair. You don't say. My next note says, no way, really? <laughs> <laughs> she was rarely seen, but when she was, she was always dressed in black and wore gloves and a veil. She just sounds like a super cool lady that I want to be friends with. Right? That's what I think, too. Um, it's said that if anyone besides her secretary, which was her niece, Daisy, or her butler saw her without her veil, they were immediately dismissed. So, hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not their fault that you're walking around all veilless like a hussy. cover your shame so she supposedly spied on staff through secret passages built into the house uh the grand ballroom was used just once before the earthquake hit and it was sealed up she had hired musicians and caterers and planned a great spectacle and when the musicians arrived and started playing they noticed that sarah was the only guest at the party and it didn't take long for them to get freaked out and leave just play your music Take your money. You're being right. paid. Just go for it. Yeah, I guess they thought that she, I mean, there was she a was lot gonna, of... She was going to, like, trap them in the house or something? Well, I People mean, there were... thought she was, like, a witch or something. Probably. There were a lot of, like, rumors going around about her. Um, I guess they thought maybe she was hosting a party for the spirits. A single eclectic woman. Oh, God. The horror. <laughs> the horror. I really want to be her friend. Um, her nightly visits to the seance room were eccentric in their own way. Every night, the bell tower would ring at midnight, inviting the spirits to the seance room. And she would then traverse a labyrinth of hallways, go in and out of rooms, through windows, up steps, down elevators, crazy little patterns to get to the seance room. And then at 2 a.m., the bell would chime again, dismissing the spirits, and she would retreat to a lovely dinner. The dinner was set for 13 and all on gold plates, and it occurred every night. I only found this in one source, so take that with a grain of salt. Oh, remember how I said that the ghost didn't like mirrors? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the light fixtures in the house were arranged to minimize shadows. This was to make sure the ghost would not feel bad or humiliated because they couldn't cast a shadow. Oh. So she was very considerate. Her and Zach Baggins could be friends. <laughs> <laughs> There's a small room in this house, very small room, that has four fireplaces, four hot air registers from the central furnace, and two gas heaters. That sounds very hot. Right? In California? Mm-hmm. No, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you, though, Miss Winchester. Mm-hmm. She was a big fan of the number 13. Uh, remember the 13 place settings? Mm-hmm. Almost every room is paneled with 13 sections. Lots of stairwells have 13 steps. Most chandeliers have 13 lights. There are 13 bathrooms. Nearly all the windows contain 13 panes of glass. There are 13 hooks in the seance room with robes hanging from each. 13 with robes. Okay. I said ropes. I was like, I think that's a sex dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong room. (laughs) Sorry, Mr. Gray. Um, 13 palm trees lined the front driveway. 13 drainage holes were added to a hand-painted antique Italian sink. 
And her will has 13 parts, and she signed it 13 times. Okay. It's a very exciting. Lucky number 13. I mean, I guess that was her favorite number. Uh, Spiderweb designs can be found throughout the house in windows, ceilings, fireplaces, and more. And it should be noted that the spiderweb design is the symbol for the spiritualist society. Whether or not this is related is up to interpretation. Okay. Because nothing else like spiderwebs. No, not at all. Mm-mm. Uh, this was probably my favorite thing. She was a recluse who once turned Teddy Roosevelt away. He had stopped by to see the house, which was the talk of the town by this point. And when he showed up at the house and knocked on the front door, which was blocked off after the earthquake, <laughs> she reportedly said, who uses the front door and refused to see him? Oh, <laughs> fair. So she's fabulous. I like her. Uh-huh. Uh, September 5th, 1922, Sarah Party Winchester passed away in her sleep. Mm. There are a few legends surrounding her death. Uh, one is that the workers had stopped to take a break and play cards the night before and she was found dead the next morning. Remember that little... Uh, curse where if you stop construction you will die hmm um another was that when word got out that mrs winchester had passed workers quit so abruptly that nails are said to be half hammered into walls um let's take a few notes on additional oddities surrounding the winchester mansion Okay. okay uh no pictures were taken inside the house until after sarah's death she would not allow it And there's actually only two pictures I could find of Sarah Winchester. One was from when she was really young. And there's only one of her after moving to California. And she's in a carriage outside of her mansion. Hmm. After her death. Oh, God, this part broke my heart. After her death, her safe was opened, which her safe was in the grand ballroom. And you had to go through four doors to get to it. But the only contents were the obituaries for her daughter and husband and a lock of her daughter's hair. Ouch. Yeah, my heart hurts real bad. Yeah. But we're going to move on to some other stuff that's not as depressing. Um, so that probably means that she just has safes hidden throughout the house that are full of like bukus of money. Right. <laughs> After her death, her safe was open. Uh, nope. I already read that one. Uh, I just wanted to take you down that emotional <laughs> roller coaster again. <laughs> her will did not specify what was to be done with the house after her death. She left all the furniture to her niece, Daisy, who auctioned everything off. It ended up taking six weeks to empty the house because of the confusing layout and sheer size of the mansion. There is a storage room that's filled with Tiffany glass and other leaded glass windows that are worth millions today. Just chilling. Chillin'. Uh, she spent $5.5 million on construction, which today would be $83.8 million. But because of the haphazard design, the house was valued at only $5,000. Holy crap. It sold at auction for $135,531.50, which today would be $2,065,984.10. For a house that costs 83.8 yeah, million. Yeah, I was about to say that still doesn't seem like enough. No. Five months after her death, the house was open for tours. And Harry Houdini is the one who dubbed it the Winchester Mystery House during his 1924 visit. So he performed an overnight seance to try and disprove the rumors of haunting there. And he did this a lot and debunked quite a few places that were supposed to be haunted. But he never disproved this location's haunting. Um, hmm. He never said anything about it being unhaunted. Hear ye, hear ye. Not haunted. Yep. (laughs) As Sarah was the architect for the building and she received her plans during the nightly seances, there are no blueprints for this labyrinth. She doesn't have it documented anywhere? No. She just told her workers what they told her? She gave them daily designs um, sketched out on butcher paper. Oh. And then it would change the next day. So she would scrap those and give them more. In 1949, however, the house had to be brought to code and fire sprinklers had to be installed without blueprints to this house. 
They used seven and a half miles of piping. <laughs> they just kind of kept weaving it around. They just kept going till they found what they thought was everything. <laughs> uh, the mysteries of this house are still being unearthed to this day. In 1975, workers discovered a new room inside the house with a lock on the door. It contained two chairs, an early 1900 phonograph speaker, and it's believed that Sarah forgot about this room and just built around it. In 2016, another new room was discovered. Inside was a pump organ, Victorian chair, dress form, sewing machine, and several paintings. That's creepy. Right? Um, so who knows what all is left to be discovered. That's really cool. So let's take a drink break real quick, a drink break real quick, and then we can discuss some theories surrounding Sarah, and we can tell some ghost stories. Ooh. Can't use your spirit joke again, Rebecca. Sorry. Damn it. Drink you break. Mix up a stiff one? Nope. Why not throw in a dick joke if I can't use a <laughs> <laughs> <Stupid> Peters? Santa <laughs> <Stupid> Peters. <laughs> All right, something with alcohol. Let's go. <laughs> Lisa Lucas from Best Forevers, a podcast for kindred spirits. I'd like to start a movement where we spend more time loving on our friends because although friends are important to us, they're often in the shadow of other relationships. So if you want to love on your friendships a little bit more, embrace friendship a little bit more, or just appreciate your friendships a little bit more, then this podcast is for you. We'll explore all the different ways friendships take place, share the amazing stories of friendship, and discuss best practices for the difficulties that friends may experience. It's time to embrace friendships because without our friends, who would we be? So check out Best Forevers on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the other podcasting listening venues. And be sure to follow Best Forevers Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Welcome back. You guys want to start with some ghost stories? Yes. Yes. Okay, so Sarah herself is said to haunt the residents. Um, most haunts happen on the third floor. Lights turn on and off on their own. Cold spots appear. Doorknobs turn on their own. Orbs and photos. Doors slamming. The usual. The mismatched doorknobs. Uh-huh. The atypical. Unused kitchens smell of chicken soup and pots and pans can be heard banging around. That was an inopportune time to pour my wine. So if you heard that, that was real. I promise. It was chicken soup. It was chicken soup. Um, one employee heard a ruckus. And when she went to <gasps> a ruckus. A ruckus is a muckus. I love that word. Uh, she heard a ruckus and went to investigate. Uh, once she entered the room where the commotion was heard, the door locked behind her. Nope. Fortunately, she had one of two keys to this room on her, so she was able to get out. Oh, she well, called that's convenient. Her, yeah, she called her manager, who had the other key, and asked if he had locked her in there. And he said, no, I'm on the other side of the property. Ooh. So he was like miles away. Yes. Uh, one employee. Multiple halls. <laughs> multiple halls away. One employee was in the oriental room and noticed a full apparition standing by the fireplace. She turned away and looked back. And the apparition was still there. She did this once more because she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the figure vanished. I really want Tiffany to like 
what's it called when you voice over something? <laughs> narrate. Over? I want you to narrate like a ghost hunt one day. <laughs> like Snoop Dogg doing the planet Earth. Oh my God, those are my favorites. <laughs> I know what I'm doing tonight now. The most famous ghost there is Clyde, the wheelbarrow ghost. People see him in the basement. Uh, he was one of the grounds workers while Miss Sarah was alive. And he is the most spotted ghost. Usually you see him pushing his wheelbarrow in this one hallway in the basement. And yeah, there's that. Why does hallway in the basement sound so spooky to me? I mean, it might have something to do with Clyde the ghost. No. Oh, okay. Just like claustrophobia. Yeah. That's why. That's why I do have that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) There is an urban legend that Sarah had a wine cellar with thousands of bottles of wine. After noticing a black handprint appear on the wall, she had the cellar boarded up and it hasn't been found to this day. So, girls trip. (laughs) Right? We are finding this. Uh, Not if it's in the basement, we're not. (laughs) Okay. You can ask Clyde where it is. Ashley will stand guard and me and Tiffany. I will talk to Clyde and give you guys directions through a walkie-talkie as you go through the basement i will keep the ghost at bay I wonder if an emf d- detector could be used like a hot or cold game <laughs> i don't think it works that way like all right clyde here's the deal we need here's you to de- give we us need signals you to lead us um when we're close it's Red. a higher spike yeah if we're going the wrong direction stop making it, it light up quit being energized just uh-huh. back up from us a little bit okay <laughs> For it to be one of the most haunted houses in America, there were surprisingly few ghost stories online. Um, however, it's been featured on Ghost Brothers, Mythbusters, BuzzFeed Unsolved, and two episodes of Ashley's favorite, Ghost Adventures. <laughs> Where was it f- featured in Mythbusters? Um, I had that information because I knew you were going to ask that. It's probably and something w- about the way it was built, if I had to guess. I'm trying to remember because I've seen most of them because... Same. obvious reasons so the episode was nope. called that's not Kay. cool and it says after touring the eerie winchester mystery house carrie grant and tori settle in for some after hour scary movie watching see them oh. squirm so it's just like an so they extra didn't thing bust they didn't, anything. yeah just an extra thing that makes sense as to why i don't recognize this <laughs> all right so should we believe sarah winchester had gone crazy no was she constantly running from the spirits of those lives lost to the winchester rifles mm, maybe Eh, possibly. Did she embrace the ghost and cater to their wishes? Hell yeah. Well, let's explore. Let's do it. There is no evidence of Sarah ever visiting a medium, but if she had, it wouldn't have been that uncommon. She had family that lived out west, and it is believed she moved out there to be near them, not because a medium told her. She was beyond wealthy and was extremely generous with her money. As mentioned before, workers were paid twice the daily wages of most employers. When she moved to town, anonymous donations started coming in to local charities. Gifts of food from her garden were sent anonymously to hungry families nearby. Uh, when she was younger, her father had a hard time finding work, which may explain why she constantly had construction. She was providing well-paying jobs to the locals. She would host ice cream socials for orphans. And I know Ashley's face, like... I, I love her. I want to be her friend. Like, okay. the more I learned about her. She's, like, goals now. You go Sarah Coco. Yes! She gets a Coco Award. <laughs> um, she donated money to build a medical center at Yale, which... Um, so, the medical center is still there, and it focuses on, like, chest stuff, which, if you remember, her husband died of tuberculosis. Is it bad that I was thinking, like, huh, that's probably where most people got shot. Ah, there you I go. I mean, that is where you aim. <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, most of the people, supposedly these ghosts and the people that got killed by her guns, or yeah. their guns, uh-huh. the guns, the guns that are her namesake, mm-hmm. namesake, I don't know. Yeah. Pow, pow, chest, boom, you die. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Wild West by Ashley. <laughs> Robot Spider-Man. <laughs> Will Smith comes out singing. <laughs> wild, wild West. Will Smith comes out singing. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> oh, God, that did We're happen. doing a mashup now. <laughs> wild, Wild West by Ashley. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like a fever dream. Right. That too. Your whole day's been a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and y'all are going to be like, uh, we recording tonight? <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be like, fuck, we had a really good mini episode right? of that one. <laughs> Remember to talk about poop. All right. So (laughs) based on letters to her sister-in-law, it's believed that she kept the house in constant disarray to avoid having company come over, which I think a lot of people can relate to. Relatable. I get that. But sorry, not today, honey. My house is just a mess. (laughs) I found all these M&Ms behind the glass containers and I just have to get rid of them. (laughs) So remember, (laughs) she is mourning the loss of her daughter and husband. So... Who wants visitors? Like, you just want to be left alone to your own thing. Yeah, but that was a long time. But it also, like, a lot of people said she never fully recovered from that Well, understandable, but, like, 45 years. I've never, thankfully, knock on wood, had to experience that, so I wouldn't know. Fair. Um, So, let's see. Remember, she's mourning the loss of her daughter and her husband. So, constantly wearing black could be a show of mourning, or it could just be her preference. Right. Uh, One likely explanation of the veil and gloves is the young beauty was beginning to show signs of aging. It was rumored that she was missing teeth and was ashamed of her looks. And the gloves hid her gnarled, arthritic hands. Or maybe she was trying to prevent signs of aging and she was still some flawless-looking beauty chilling out in her room by herself doing her 10-skep K-beauty routine and didn't want to get sun damage on her hands. That's what I tell myself every time I apply sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) She's got beauty. She's got grace. She's got SPF on her face. (laughs) I'm gonna live forever. (laughs) All right. Moisturize me. (laughs) All right. So speaking of arthritis, the two inch stairs would have been easier to navigate for somebody with arthritis, especially somebody who was only 4'10 and had, she had severe arthritis. So at that point, why not just make a ramp? Because like the two inches sounds like a major tripping hazard. Well, it didn't say they were two inches long. Two inches high. high. Exactly. She was teeny tiny. And she probably had like... I trip over nothing. That's why you're not a dainty lady in the 1800s. There are many things about that statement <laughs> that is true. How old was she when she passed? 1939. She was 83 years old. She was not 18. <laughs> 83 uh, years old. Um, okay. I have a hard time with ages because like I look at my grandma and she's going to outlive all of us. So I'm like, she probably didn't have arthritis. No, she had like of your arthritis you don't know that it's well known yeah okay so the stairwells that led to nowhere it was well assumed assumed the stairwells that led to nowhere could have once led to higher floors that were either lost during the earthquake or simply built over during one of the redesigns <laughs> you should have just left lost <laughs> they were just lost <laughs> can't figure out how to get back to them they disappeared it was part of a black hole aliens part of me was a thing but like she was walking around her house one day got lost got mad at it and just said board it up this one section it makes me angry dude 
I would do that. I if don't you like this pink color anymore. Yes. Uh, speaking of earthquakes, windows on the inside of the house and even on the bathroom door could have been to avoid being lost in the event of another disaster since she was oh. lost for hours before. Uh, there's also the question of her building the house to confuse the spirits, but also taking direction from them, which doesn't totally make sense. Kind of contradict. I mean, so far, she sounds like everything I want to be when I eventually become a homeowner. She's, I yes. think she was trying to appease them, not to avoid them. There you go. I think she was like, listen here, bitches. I married into this family for the money. And my darling Yale graduate of a husband that I love so dearly. Those sweet mutton chops. Those sweet, sweet Sweet mutton mutton chops. (laughs) Damn it. I can't think of those the same anymore. (laughs) Now that I've thought of those initially, not the point. I'm sorry that you got died. (laughs) But chances are it was going to happen one way or another, whether it was a Winchester or Smith and Wesson or a bodyguard. I think that's a Smith and Wesson gun. This is the extent (laughs) of my gun knowledge. But anyway... Reming- so let's just work Remington. to Remington. Yeah. Other stuff that Rieger. explodes. <laughs> yep. Keep going, Rebecca. <laughs> so along those same lines, if she believed she was caught up in the Winchester curse, why would she continue to use the quote blood money and keep her shares in the company? That doesn't make sense. Hell yeah. It makes sense. Do you tell- remember how much you said she was worth? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, Black gloves are expensive, okay? (laughs) And they get dirty when you're constantly building a house. Also, does selling that or giving that away, like, forgive you of those, for lack of a better term, sins? Like, it's still blood money. All right. So, um, her nephew once said that his aunt took up architecture to get her mind off past traumas. So, remember, she is a really smart woman, went to Yale, loved math and science and spoke four languages and played the piano, was very well read. Why not take up architecture as a hobby? I mean, if I was rich and by myself, I would make life-size Legos too. I mean, and if you fuck something up, it's in your house and that doesn't affect anybody else. I probably would have built like 600 tiny houses. (laughs) 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 This is my Victorian tiny house. Would you like to fight a horse-sized duck or duck-sized horses? (laughs) Neither. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So as to the construction going on nonstop, there are letters written by Sarah to her family in New Haven, Connecticut, that acknowledge taking breaks from construction for months at a time to simply rest. So that's just kind of a a rumor, urban legend. But she wasn't actually doing the construction. Yeah, but think about what it's like to have people in your house. Yeah, but when your house is that big and it has so many pathways, send them to the other wing. And like, you can still be doing things like painting or replacing the fixtures. Yeah, I read somewhere that um, when the house is repainted, because it has to be like kept up. Yeah. They start painting the outside of the house. And by the time they finish, they have to start back on the place where they first began. That's my nightmare. I hate painting. (laughs) (laughs) Take a month and everyone replace light bulbs. It's quiet. (laughs) Love you, mom and dad, but I do have a little bit of PTSD about painting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is really cool. If you're into conspiracy theories, and who isn't, you need to check out thetruthaboutsarahwinchester.com. It is a fascinating page dedicated to proving Sarah Winchester was a Freemason. And her (laughs) house was just a bunch of elaborate clues to prove it. Wait, this is going to sound really, really ignorant, but they allow females to be a Freemason because I have never heard of that. So that is something I read once where like it was very rare. But um, this website, trust me, you can spend hours reading through it. 
Maybe it's because her husband was a Freemason, and when he passed, they didn't want to lose that connection to the Winchester name, so they were like, come on, Sarah. So, actually... Um, Potentially, but I don't think it works like that. Maybe Teddy. I should ask a Freemason that I may or may not know. Continue. So, um, Teddy Roosevelt was a Freemason. Um, when I said mention Alice in Wonderland, the author of that book it was supposedly a Freemason. Lots of prominent um, characters in American history were Freemasons. That would explain why Teddy Roosevelt was at her house. Yes, exactly. And Oak Island. <laughs> okay. <What>? Um, <laughs> okay, so it's a fascinating page dedicated to proving Sarah Winchester was a Freemason and her house was just a bunch of elaborate clues to prove it. It's a fascinating read, but it could easily be a topic all by itself, so I won't get into it here today. Okay. Like, you can spend hours reading that. So go check it out, truthaboutsarahwinchester.com. It will be on the blog. But today, the Winchester Mystery House is a historical landmark and receives visitors from all around the world. There are a few tours you can choose from, which actually the first two I'm going to mention, you can bundle for $59 oh. and save money. Perfect. So you have the mansion tour, which is a tour through 110 of the 160 rooms and see the bizarre attributes that give the mansion its name. You can do the Explore More Tour, the first all-new tour to be offered in more than 20 years. This exciting new experience takes guests to areas of the house never before open to the public Ooh. or which have been off-limits for decades. For safety concerns, under six are not allowed on this tour. Skylights. Under six years? Under six years. Okay. Under six feet. <laughs> under six feet. <laughs> safety in numbers, guys. <laughs> There's also a video tour for any guest or escort who cannot traverse the mansion. Why is that not available online? I don't know, but I think you can like go to certain parts of it, but they have a video tour of the rest of it and then they get your money for the tour. Stuff. I would still pay for it online. Mm. Uh, there's the Winchester Mystery House After Dark series. Ooh. Hmm. There are two seasonal options to explore. Uh, the Unhinged Experience is an all new immersive horror experience. Step into a real life psychological and paranormal thriller where you explore the dark hallways of the cursed winchester estate almost forgot how to say psychological there <laughs> um <laughs> you have the friday the 13th flashlight tours so every friday the 13th they do these tours and the description on it wasn't like didn't tell you what they did so i'm imagining it's a lot like the unhinged the description is uh, it's claimed to be the most haunted house in america do you have the courage to explore it after dark not for the faint of heart do you have the courage to taunt these ghosts? Yeah. Which, during your last episode when you said it was the most haunted house in America, I thought of this statement. That's why I said, like, doesn't every old house that's still around say, most haunted house in a world? Yeah. Uh, you can do private group tours. There's a minimum of 15 people required, and it's by appointment only. Okay. And you can host an event there, like a wedding or a business event. I like how you like cut your eyes to me when you said a wedding. I was thinking more like we, we, business we're a business event. event. Yeah. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are a business event. Can we have a live podcast? <gasps> For X money on Patreon, <laughs> we will make this work. You can sign up to be one of the 12 other people required. <laughs> you can be a Winchester. Oh, so uh. that's what I've got on the Winchester house. Wow. Wow. Right? Look at you and your researching research. Dude, I had a lot of fun <laughs> with this one. Research. This one? This one. <laughs> Damn it. My brain stopped. <laughs> as soon as she closes the computer, it's like, and we're and done. We're done. 
I had so I'm much funny. fun. And I want to be Sarah Winchester's friend. Like she seemed like what we were going to be when we're older. Like you try to be that spooky old lady that everybody's afraid of, but really you're just some bomb ass bitch who's killing it. Why that are is your neighbors already watching you uh, sage your pendulum? Join us on Patreon <laughs> to see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you more about it in our uh, episode that comes out the first Sunday in August. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you remembered that because I was like, I don't know dates. <laughs> first Sunday in August. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, bravo. Thank you, ma'am. Bravo. That was fascinating. Yay. That's I, always a fun story. I have goals now. Right. Me too. Let's not do it in California, though. Can we go somewhere cooler? Well, it's already been done in California. So we we'll do it in Europe. Ooh. In Switzerland, in the Alps. I keep forgetting I'm the one who closes <laughs> out episodes. <laughs> Remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com, or you can email them to us at theladiesestrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want bonus content on Patreon, you can now find us on Patreon. That <laughs> came out weird. Yeah. <laughs> Give it strange, lovelies. Bye. Maybe I should write my part back up on the Don't board. <laughs> building. Put the ghost in the ceiling. <laughs>